you have to recognize that being stuck at a desk, I'm, I'm at a stand-up desk right now, but it's like this for eight to 10 hours is wrecking you, both calorically, posturally. You gotta recognize that there is a massive incongruency with your body's expectation of how much you would move in a day and what we do, again, working at computers. And so you have to combat that. And again, it can be something boring that you hate, like I'm gonna go get on the treadmill, or like you said, all of a sudden you're you know, listening to your podcast show uh, and taking a walk. But we gotta break up some of that sitting at the desk for sure. The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to the Conqueror Approach. Today, I have Luke Depron. He is an online fitness and lifestyle coach to men who are ready to transform their physique, energy, confidence, and show up in their life, relationships, and business to their greatest potential. Graduating with a degree in kinesiology, exercise science, he spent a decade in the fitness industry. He's done everything from corrective exercise with Olympic athletes, performance work with world champions, uh, MMA fighters, and he's helped high-performing entrepreneurs and men create lasting lifestyle physique change by integrating scientifically proven and minimal effective dose exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies. He's the founder of Live Great Lifestyle and Lean Body Method and the host of Live Great Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you, Luke, for joining me today. Dude, my pleasure, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course, man. And fitness is a huge part of what I love uh, and a part of this podcast because a lot of the goal is getting our mind and our body right and, and, and understanding how connected those things are. So getting, getting some uh, of your expertise and feedback on how to get our body right, get our, our fitness and, and, and really make those adjustments mentally to enhance our lifestyles as a whole is really important to what uh, the mission here is with the Conqueror approach. And uh, before we dive into that, man, Luke, just tell us a little bit why, what and how you got started in this journey uh, in fitness. Sure. So I think like a lot of uh, people in the fitness industry, I started at a young age through sport, um, played football, baseball, never a fantastic athlete, uh, went to college and was in business, was going to school for uh, international business and realized in an accounting class how much I absolutely hate all of it. And I thought about, you know, what do I spend my time doing? What am I reading about uh, in my free time? And it was really exercise, nutrition, and uh, things in, in that arena. So uh, late in my collegiate career, I decided to uh, shift gears and I joined the kinesiology department. So uh, set me back a year of college, but found I was able to kind of um, pair passion and purpose, the ability to help and serve people with something that was really interesting to me. So kind of aligned in that sense. And, and from there, I... I did personal training and then I worked in rehab studios working with, you know, doctors of chiropractic where I got some really unique mentorship as a, uh, as a uh, fitness professional before, you know, breaking out on my own and, and doing my own coaching in person to now what I do today where I kind of support men in a more holistic fashion from nutrition, exercise, and stepping into it as a lifestyle focus. That's awesome. That's a couple points there, man. Some people just go to studies that they don't even want to do. 
uh, and forget their passion. And I, I love the fact that you worked with doctors and chiropractic and, and you've got those other perspectives in the fitness world alongside your degree uh, in education, because that's important, man. I see a lot of trainers that just kind of DIY everything and, and, and think their theory is above everyone else's, but they're not incorporating other experts. So I, I sure. think that's a, that's a powerful approach uh, to fitness in general is, is getting different opinions on, on certain things. But uh, with that, that also brings a lot of misconceptions and confusion when it comes to sure. fitness, nutrition, what to eat, how to work out, how often, how much. Uh, what are some of the most common misconceptions that you've experienced? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, gosh, we could use the whole episode on this. Um, yeah, the fitness industry is interesting because everyone is instantly an expert by just being in shape. And we all know somebody who's just like, man, you've always been in shape. So there is a lot of misinformation. I think there's probably more misinformation surrounding diet than exercise. Um, I do think, I guess, within exercise, there's a a misunderstanding of what's necessary and the amount of volume and effort that it takes. And I do see a lot of people, particularly, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are time, um, kind of time strapped and time limited. And I think they have a misunderstanding of how much time is going to be necessary to focus on this. And that actually stops a lot of people from getting started. And the reality is in three good workouts in a week, like you could make a really substantial change to how you look, how you feel, how you sleep, all these performance indicators, Obviously, you know, more could be better. Um, but again, like three really programmed well uh, workouts in a week could be transformative. Um, so you don't have to do something like P90X where you work out every single day. Um, I, I see a ton of that where in the entrepreneurial community, there's a desire to sprint. I mean, like hard charging guys, like, all right, let's get this done. And it's like, you're not going to really speed up something like, say, weight loss all through effort. It really is just going to be a time piece that has to take place. Um, on the nutrition side, oh God, it's a mess. Um, and this comes down to, I think marketing, right? Like there's hmm. always going to be a product and this goes on the fitness side too, right? There's a, a, a product or a program, like again, like a P90X that we're looking to as the solution. And there's generally not going to be one missing piece. The reality is there's going to be a few things that you're going to need to integrate, um, synergistically into your life to have that result. But a marketer is going to convince you that it's actually the supplement or it's this specific diet that you need to do keto and that's why you haven't lost weight or you need to go vegetarian and that's why you haven't lost weight. And it's um, people are exposing a mechanism rather than the actual, uh, they're, they're, they're exposing a tool and trying to leverage a tool like a diet rather than the actual mechanism of what causes weight loss, which would in fact be a calorie deficit. And again, we could do this through multiple diets. So I think it's more of just trying to weaponize one idea is I have the, the pill, the solution, the program, and this is it. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I, I believe one of the biggest fundamental shifts that someone needs to take on board is that it's not quick. Or if you want lasting change, that's a lifestyle. That's a decision, a long-term thing. And I, I think that's what a lot of the marketing tailors to like oh take this pill and then in 30 days you're going to be uh this much more sexy and you, you're going to be fine you can eat <laughs> sure. hamburgers and cheeseburgers all day and then not do anything uh and some of them might work in a certain way and do damage but it's really that shift i feel that i'm going to live this way i'm going to lead a healthy life what, what are some of the things that you help uh your clients really mentally adjust from there's no quick fix 
we're going to, how, how do you ch help someone change their lifestyle for sure. their long term? Yeah. Well, and it's a challenge, right? Because we all do want, obviously myself too, if we could have something faster, why would we not? Um, and this is again, uh, for the guys that I work with who are, are heavily focused on their business, there has to be a starting point and a recognition of the impact that your health and your fitness is having on your wellness, your business and relationships. If you haven't identified that value, there's probably nothing I'm going to be able to help you do. You're going to find a uh, a challenge or an excuse. We can put whatever word we want to put, but we'll find one of those in some fashion if we haven't anchored in like the big why of like, why is this actually going to be meaningful and impactful to us? So if we don't do that from the get-go, nothing downline is going to matter, right? Yeah, so that's huge. That, yeah, this is the whole mindset piece. And then once we've done that, it really is about how do we install just a few behaviors into your lifestyle at this point and meeting you where you are. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start working with a guy and it's like, hey, how, how, how many days can you like dedicate towards exercise at this point? And I can't tell you how many people have told me like, oh, dude, I could go seven days a week. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe we shouldn't start there. And again, from a long-term approach, like, could we start with two? <laughs> and so it is meeting people where they're at. And then systematically, we got to install kind of three pillars. We have to do a build phase where we focus on installing foundational strength habits to build lean muscle. We have to obviously address the nutrition side. I call it the fuel phase. And really, it's as simple as let's just get you eating some really great tasty meals that you like and enjoy in the right quantities. They're going to drive you to your goal, which whether that's fat loss, having more energy, and then we have to move. We got to integrate lifestyle kind of movement strategy. We can call it play. We can call it movement. We don't have to call it cardio. And we can find ways to integrate in the, into our daily life um, some movement to kind of trigger fat burn. And, and, and really, uh, that's a piece that, believe it or not, is pretty hard for a lot of guys. Yeah, that, that makes sense, though. I like the approach of uh, definitely with the fuel, eat things that are great for you that you actually <laughs> enjoy. Because like, so I, I know for me, it's like, oh, I hate eating certain things. It's just like, well, there's so many healthy things that people do like eating. You just, you know, eat more of that. Focus, focus on those. Yeah. <laughs> I know? think there's, I think there's something about, I am someone who like, I value doing hard things. And I think there's great value in doing really challenging things. And fitness can be a, a massive tool to do that. And there's tons of personal development that can come from that. But some of this has to really integrate into your daily life. And it needs to be. Um, a, from a place of ease or like what I would call brushing your teeth. It shouldn't even be something that you think about. And this is, you know, long-term habit formation. And yeah, how much easier does it sound like to say like, I'm just going to eat great tasting food that I actually enjoy versus I'm going to go try to stick to this really rigid, strict diet that I don't like. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's almost like setting yourself up for an excuse to quit because who would blame you if you were trying to, who would blame you for quitting if you're only eating chicken, broccoli, and rice, like no one. And the same thing goes from the fitness side. Don't build in an excuse to quit by trying to work out seven days a week, two times a day. When you have kids, you're building your business. You've built in an excuse to quit and no one would blame you. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I see it all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like setting yourself up to take an exit wherever you're at on that path. It's like, Oh, I can't work out six days a week because I got kids and my business requires me yeah. to work you know, work extra hours or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it's it true. Just, you can't, but guess what? You don't need to, to get amazing results. <laughs> that's true. So what, what kind of things do, well, like what, what kind of things can someone take on board now? Because I, I knew from my experience, uh, when I was 
on a submarine. We didn't have <laughs> a lot of workout space or any workout space. You just make do with like a few feet that you have. Uh, and I noticed that if I would just work out for like 20 minutes and I'll do like a very rigorous, like resistant band exercise. That's just my choice of, mm -hmm. of what I did. Some push-ups, sit-ups and resistance bands. And that kept me in shape. Uh, and I realized it's like, I don't need to be in a gym for an hour or two hours to maintain my physique. It was just like, if I can do 15, 20 minutes of this, like I'll be good. And that was just me, my body physically at that time. Yeah. And that, that was a big uh, eye opener for me. Cause it's like a lot of people I know is like, Oh, I, I can't dedicate two hours in the gym. Like it's like, you <laughs> don't right. have to like, at, at this yeah. point I could do a resistance band set that really gets my body pumped in like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like really. And I'm sure if I did that every day, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, and it's, 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 I love, uh, I love listening to you talk about that because man, could you come up with a more, um, horrible situation to try to manage your health and your fitness and your wellness than being on a submarine? I mean, I couldn't think of a worse thing. When I say there's, there's guys that have challenging schedules and again, uh, a lot of life dynamics that are making this maybe more challenging than someone else. Oh my God, being on a submarine and the fact that you were able to still make it happen is, you know, awesome. So kudos for, to you. And this is where, again, people, once you recognize that there's the value here, that there is a true reward and impact, it's like, you're going to figure out a way to make it happen. And mm -hmm. this is where momentum is powerful that if you can kind of get over that hump, and start to feel better from getting some exercise. You start to feel better from moving. You feel better from eating good quality food. All of a sudden, it becomes self-fulfilling. And you're like, I want to do this because there's such a reward factor to it. And and um, that's cool that you in a, in a submarine, with, as I'm picturing you, with no room to do anything, still pulling it off. So I love Dude, that, you, man. You have no idea how many. Like, it was like maybe three feet wide and like two feet. that it just like I had to work with. Um, but it's absolutely true. And it's it's the intention there's a million different exercises someone can do to get in shape uh it, it was the intention of I'm like why is this valuable why is this going to help me in my relationships or how is mm -hmm. how is it going to improve my business and the amount of money i make or yep. how how is it just going to make me feel better so i'm not fatigued every day and, and and realizing that it's possible to operate at that level that it's possible to be thriving physically because some yeah. people just they they don't know that they've been like that their their best situation right now is below average from a lot of people it, and when they start uh, fixing it they start realizing like oh i didn't even know this feeling this way is even possible you dude you nailed it man and it is it's strange and it's like in in my opinion being healthy being fit being vibrant confident like feeling good physically it's like that should be standard and unfortunately it's not um but I think most of us, we do get a bit comfortable um, where we're at and we don't really realize, um, you know, how bad we feel till we feel better. Um, and, you know, as somebody who most men come to me, they do have a physique goal. They want to lose weight. I can tell you across the board. And, and for me, this is the most fulfilling part. It's how people feel. That is the improvement that is talked about. Of course, you feel better when you look better, right? But they, they just, they have more energy. I mean, everything just works better. They're less so, I mean, like they just feel better. And I think this is the reason, uh, I always joke, this is the reason that anytime somebody kind of uh, gets into exercise or, you know, gets into nutrition or the lifestyle, as I'll call it, um, they're obnoxious about it online. They post, 
you know, they're, they're pictures of their food. They're checking in at the gym and they're like posting their gym workouts. And, you know, I do these things, right? Like this is as, as I'm trying to, you know, spread uh, tips and information online, but you see this from people who like, they're just on a Tuesday showing that they went to the gym. And the reason is like, they feel so good. They just want to like share that with people. Mm -hmm. And it really is transformative. Um, but I do think it should be looked at as this should be a, a minimum standard that we should hold for ourselves. And again, if we're looking for high achievement and we want to do big things and great things in the world, you better have a vehicle that's going to take you through it. I absolutely support that idea of people posting their gym sessions or that yeah. they're checking in because <laughs> sure. that not only that you can receive support for people who actually want to help, like support you in achieving your goals, but it's accountability on sure. a level. Cause like, if you do it, if you make it a goal, just to like, I'm going to post this every time, like someone might notice like, Hey man, like I haven't seen you post in a while. And like Jocko Willing does, he posts like every single day that he wakes <laughs> yeah. up at four 30. Sure. And it's like, yeah. everybody knows he's going, like he's committed to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you, you know, you might get called out by somebody who's not even working out, but they're like, Hey, you know, Tom, what's up, man. I didn't see your Facebook <laughs> post about going to the gym. Where you at? <laughs> yeah, I can have you. That can have utility for sure. Yeah, and accountability definitely. is a huge piece of it. I mean, that's that's obviously a foundational pillar as a coach of what I do, and uh, yeah, um, that's a big part for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I want to say it substitutes having a coach by any means, <laughs> right? However, yeah, yeah. it might be a little additional support, or you just might get used to, you know, that habit of just I, sure. I want to I want to share more or whatever. Yeah, um, and you're gonna good. you might impact somebody else, man. I mean, like this is yeah. what you don't realize is. Um, I think there's a domino effect. I think it's infectious. Um, when somebody gets in shape, they, other people take notice. And again, I don't mean just physically, of course, you're going to notice if you've lost 20 or 30 pounds, but you show up, uh, again, if you're, if you're an owner of a business, like you're going to show up differently for your employees, you're mm -hmm. going to have more zest, you're gonna have more patience, like everything works better. Um, it's kind of like, I was thinking like when you're sick, like everybody's had a cold and you think about how terrible you feel and you're like, I just want to feel good. And it's like, there's a next level to health and fitness too. If you are again, below that standard, you just don't realize like there's this better way of being and existing in the world where you're going to have more energy. You're going to have more confidence. You're going to enjoy this ride of life better <laughs> mm -hmm. in all regards. Yeah. I love that because it's like, even, even if you're, you don't have a cold physically, if you have very suboptimal health, nutrition, and, and your immune system is a lot more distressed you might have like a, these symptoms of, of a cold just permanently because you've never got out of that and, and started making shifts to reach an optimum potential that yeah. we're capable of. For you know? sure. I'm, I mean, we spoke about this before. And again, I say this out of no judgment or um, any, or any malicious tone, but it's like, man, there's a lot of, you know, um, you know, 25 year olds, 30 year olds that are, you know, I think walking around looking and feeling like they're 40 and 50. And it's like mm -hmm. with today's technology and access to, again, food and, and resources, it's like we're going to live a long life and we're going to get to do a lot with it. And a lot of people are, again, I use the word vehicle. It's like, man, you got to maintenance this thing a bit so you can get the most out of this ride. And there's a lot of people where it's like you could really turn the clock back. Um, and it's because mm -hmm. you've let it kind of run ahead. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the, the idea I like to think about is like humans are an animal and it's not normal for an animal to feel like complete crap or, or be in, in such a physical state that is so, so terrible for their performance. Like if you think of a horse, 
a horse is lean and strong and fast, you wouldn't feed a horse like McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> like, it eats plants for a reason, and that's what it thrives on. And then, like, what what would you if a if a horse was really sick or overweight, you would address that as an issue. However, yeah. we don't address that as an issue within ourselves, and we would if we had a, a horse we wouldn't feed it anything but healthy food that it requires. Yeah. However, we feed ourselves or our kids like complete trash, which is like yep. a, a reason why I'm getting into the nutrition field. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it just, it just, it still surprises me. And it, I'm not perfect either. I'm guilty of it. And uh, we have Cineholic here in Vegas, which is like extremely addicting cinnamon buns. <laughs> okay. I was <laughs> so like, what I'm is this? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it just, I, I'm more aware of it. And mm -hmm. it helps me make better choices. Or if I do fault on eating Cineholic, I can, you know, I'll fast long the next day and, and, and work sure. out harder or drink more water and, and, you know, let it flush out my system. Sure. So, yeah. Well, well a, co a couple of thoughts on that point. I mean, this is again, back to you're hundred percent right. And I think part of the reason it's easy to, I guess, abuse the system is, or not maintenance it is it was free. Like no one did anything to like, you didn't purchase bot, like you didn't have to do anything to get this body. And it just takes us through life. Like it's just here for you. When, if you were like, if this was like your car, people are out there <laughs> polishing the wheels and, you know, armor all in the, the steering wheel. And uh, the reality is like, you have the most amazing gift, uh, this meat sack that we all were given to do amazing things in life. And, uh, yeah, it's on us to determine that we're going to actually step up and, and maintenance it and take it to, to a better level. And to the, to the second piece on the cinnamon roll type conversation, this is an important place to you know, point out to people. It's like the idea that you have to eat this like extremely strict, rigid diet and get rid of everything you like. It's like that's that's not what this is. I mean, again, I call my my businesses live great lifestyle. It's not live great fitness, eat broccoli and hate the process. It's, uh, you know, there's a place to fit all, most of these foods um, that we're afraid of giving up. Yes, during a weight loss phase, you might have to have a, a little tighter level of restriction. But um, to be healthy and fit, you don't have to live like a bodybuilder or a physique competitor. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that is a lens that a lot of people are receiving the information from. And that's it's not just it's a turnoff because logistically it's going to be challenging for for people's schedules but if you think you have to do what the guy who's getting on stage and painting himself orange is doing to feel better to look better you are completely completely misguided on what it takes mm -hmm. absolutely man and i felt like that sometimes too after seeing dwayne the rock johnson work out <laughs> <laughs> discouraging sometimes but then again it's like no i don't need to do that to feel good and feel healthy and he probably does a lot of things to recover from those oh. workouts he does because that takes a toll yeah oh god i mean it's access and resources i mean i think it was something like lebron james spends i think a million dollars a year on his recovery just just his recovery um so yeah you know most of us aren't professional athletes professional actors um that have to be in that level of shape and yes if you want to look like the rock you need to be in the gym multiple hours a day every day and you need to live, breathe, and eat fitness. <laughs> now, for most people, if you just want to look pretty good, <laughs> like maybe not The Rock yet, um, you know. But when we talk, if we're talking The Rock specifically, like when you're talking about adding mass, like there's a level of time and dedication, and of course, genetics and possibly some uh, special supplements that are going to take place to to accomplish that. 
But for most people, man, you got an amazing uh, physique locked inside you. Or again, the greatest version of you is going to look pretty damn good if you can get some things, uh, some, some some just foundational pieces laid in. Mm-hmm. I like to think of uh, even The Rock. Like, this has been a fitness journey he's been on, like, his whole life. He's been an athlete. Oh, yeah. And he, he keeps getting, it looks like he keeps getting better and better as he yeah. ages. However, it's like, don't take they don't take it for granted that he's been working out for 30 40 years to yeah. get to like where he's at now sure. so it's like if you're just getting started like just get started with absolutely you know, whether and, and it, yeah, yeah use use the rock as inspiration um not as a target i mean there was a my favorite movie of one of my favorite movies just because of this line uh in the one with him and kevin hart where he's like a cia agent and he goes oh well kevin hart asked me he's like how do you oh my god you look fantastic how do you look like this and he goes oh it's really simple i just did one thing and you know kevin hart's like in the movie oh wow what is this just one simple thing he's like yeah all i did was work out six hours a day every day for the last 30 years (laughs) and he you know he's joking in it but uh yeah uh, a great inspirational guy to look up to as far as like man how to get after a workout um but but you know meet yourself where you are and understand like, man, you just getting started and like, whether it's losing 10, 15 pounds and then 20 and like getting stronger, having more energy, having more endurance, like these are going to be life changing things that are going to take place. Mm-hmm. And a huge part of my journey and just everything I do now is, is celebrating those small wins. And yeah, you, you might not be at the ideal weight or, or feeling you, you want to be, However, like if you do lose a pound, like celebrate. If you did yeah. work out, even if it was for five, 10, 15 minutes, like celebrate that. Acknowledge yourself because then that I think builds momentum moving forward. Like, okay, I can do this for 15 minutes and then it becomes 20 and 30 and yeah. an hour. Then you just like going for an hour. Then you, yeah. you know, and then you start picking up at maybe like, I know you do jujitsu. I do jujitsu. Jujitsu is like an hour long intense workout for me. And it's like, I enjoy it. I don't even look at it as a workout. Yep. But it is. So (laughs) there's a big piece of this. And uh, so, you know, 75 hard is a really popular thing right now. I have tons of people that I know doing that. I get reach. I have people reach out to me all the time. What do you think about it? Or I'm doing it. What should I do? Um, And one thing that they uh, put in there is, you know, you take a walk for 45 minutes as one of your workouts, one of your two workouts for the day. And I would actually challenge people. It's like, Hey man, don't even like consider walking and exercise. Like, don't don't even lump that in if that's like if you're if you're someone who's struggling with exercise it's like and you don't like i don't like doing cardio cool don't do it all right like take your dog to the park and like run around with your dog like go play with your dog like you could be on a treadmill doing something you hate or you could like go play with the dog like doing something that you like so again jujitsu you are going to be smashed after an hour of jujitsu i don't consider it exercise i don't even put it in that bucket in my life Mm-hmm. Um, and it, if you can find these things that we like doing, we start integrating those. And all of a sudden at the end of the day, you're like, man, I didn't even feel like I had to do all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, you enjoyed it. Like what an amazing, what an amazing thought. Let's eat foods we like, let's do physical activity that makes us feel good. And like, why wouldn't we do this? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and with that, I think people don't, you know, don't recognize that taking a walk is, it can be very meditative. I mm-hmm. like to listen to podcasts and books when I walk uh, and I do walk my dog. And if you don't have a dog, just attempt to walk out for 30, 45 minutes and just be quiet, be like with yourself. Sure. Or listen to something that 
can help you learn something. Maybe if you're if you're learning about losing weight, listen to a podcast about fitness sure. and losing weight, and yeah. <laughs> take a walk. And then by the time the podcast is over, you completed like what forty five minutes, an hour walking, and then you know you learn something and, on the process. And that adds up because the uh, the the being sedentary is a big issue. Like being locked at the desk is a challenge. Um, so yeah, man. Like if you can take a walking meeting, take it on the take it on the phone, right? Like if you know this is gonna be a thirty minute call, but you don't maybe need to be at your calendar for it. It's like hop up, take a walk, pace the house if you have to. Mm-hmm. But like getting outside, obviously we get vitamin D. We know how important that is right now. Um, and yeah, you don't have to call that exercise. It's like you took a client call. But if you start doing that as a habit, all of a sudden you're just an active person. All of a sudden you're down ten pounds, and somebody's like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing?" And you're like, "I don't even really know." And it's like <laughs> you didn't have to call it exercise; you just start taking client calls on a on a right. walk. <laughs> and walking walking is super powerful because it's you can do it like as long as you have the capability to walk and you can go forever. <laughs> yeah, and you can go a lot longer than anything. And honestly, if you just talk to somebody you like talking to while you walk. Like time flies. Sure. <laughs> like for me, yeah. I, I like just listening to books. So sometimes I'm like, I want, I feel like listening. Let me just go walk because it's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm by myself and I can listen. And, and that again, that will add up because what people have to recognize is, and this is, again, this is one of the challenges with, with some of the guys I work with because they are so head down and, and building these companies where it's like, they really are in the grind. But the reality is you have to recognize that being stuck at a desk, I'm, I'm at a stand up desk right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting while we're having this conversation. Um, but it's like this for eight to 10 hours is wrecking you both calorically, posturally, and, uh, and we can dive into deep into that, but you got to recognize that there is a massive incongruency with your body's expectation of how much you would move in a day and what we do again, working at computers. And so you have to combat that. And again, it can be something boring that you hate, like I'm going to go get on the treadmill or like you said, all of a sudden you're, you know, listening to your podcast show, uh, and taking a walk, but we got to break up some of that, um, that, uh, sitting at the desk for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool. I got a stand up desk also, because I like the idea of those under desk treadmills <laughs> okay. and then just yeah. walking, like walking a mile an hour or whatever while you yeah. work for several <laughs> yeah. hours. I recommend those actually to guys yeah. there. There's, um, and again, this sounds silly, but if you are somebody like, if it's going to be like, I'm going to be at this desk for 12, eight, 10 hours a day for the next five years, because we're in the grind of it. Yeah. I'm going to break away and do my workout. Like I can do that. Yeah. You're still going to have a tough time because again, you need a level of a, a low level of movement is an expectation. And so, you know, we can say the 10,000 step mark as a goal, if we want to just put a target on it. But it's like, man, if you have a stand, if you have a treadmill desk and there's special ones that fit under your desk and it, again, they don't go fast, like you can't even run on these things, you shuffle around, that's going to be an extra like 600 to 800 calories a day that you just kind of um, created for yourself. I'm going to say created, meaning like, yeah, because you had that cinnamon thing and now it's no big deal. But if you are somebody who's completely sedentary at the desk, your window um, nutritionally better be real tight because calorically you got no, uh, no buffer. And so that's the big challenge with that. Yeah, that's huge. And it's, I think I saw from uh, Dr. Michael Greger, cause he says he like does his whole work day on his like stand up desk and treadmill and he'll end up doing like half marathons a day. And it's like, yeah. that's pretty cool. Like I get just, a lot of exercise I, in. 
I just made a video for a, for a group the other day, and it's it's like I think it's I'm gonna butcher these, but it's pretty close. It's like 1.3 or 1.29 calories when you're just resting. If you were to sit, it's like 1.34 calories per minute, and then by standing, you really don't get a whole lot more. But if you stand and fidget, which by fidgeting is just tapping your finger, like mm-hmm. believe it or not, this fidgeting is a big part of this. Like natural fidgeters, like myself, who just don't sit still, I'm gonna have a much higher caloric burn. So, you know, maybe having on some binary beats type music, something that's just going to get you maybe swaying a little bit. All of a sudden, now we're into like the 2.96 per minute calorie burn. And and that is going to be significantly different. Plus, when you're using that stand-up desk, now when you get that phone call, you're going to have an opportunity to do much more likely pace. And now we're into like the four and a half, five point six 5.6 mark. And by already being in that position, you're likely going to move around much more throughout the day. And again, that caloric load will add up. Um mm-hmm. This doesn't mean that you should stand all day. Um, <laughs> like you're gonna get tired, sit down. But the easiest way that I that I use with with clients, it's the next position is the best position, and you just need to mm-hmm. constantly be trying to move. But recognize being locked in a seated position is um, messing us up, and mechanically, it's a it's whole. I could do a whole podcast on the postural impact of that. Oh yeah, that'd be part two. And, and just I think the the big thing to realize from everything you just mentioned is that. We're not designed to be sedentary, like period. We need to move and sitting for hours a day, again, posturally, nerves, like joints, our bones, everything adapts to that posture. Everything adapts to the loads we put on our body. And it just, that's why people are having hip replacements a lot sooner and and all kinds of things that, you know, I believe is preventable for most people. So, yeah. Definitely. And I, I want to get, I want to touch up on the lean body method before we wrap this up. What is that? And what does that encompass? Um, yeah. So that's basically the kind of the coaching program that I walk the guys that I work with through. And again, it really just addresses those three factors, build, fuel, move. So we build lean muscle mass using just some foundational lifting patterns that are going to fit into your life, where you're at based on what you can do with, with what you got, whether that means a home gym, if we need to do it that way. And then again, from the fuel side, we're going to integrate, um, again, great tasty meals that are in the quantities that you need to reach the goal. And then helping, um, again, these guys kind of integrate those uh, movement activities, whether it is something like a stand-up uh, treadmill desk, if that's what it's going to take. And a lot of it is built around just setting and um, meeting our guaranteed minimum standards. And this is where we have a little bit of leniency and flexibility based on what's going on in our life but we always meet the guaranteed minimum standard. We can exceed it, but we never go below that. So if you know you have a travel week coming up, hey, I can only work out twice this week. Well, that is your guaranteed minimum standard. You are absolutely going to hit that no matter what. And if you can exceed it, great. And over the long haul, as we do that, you know, 25, 30 pounds later, you got a lot more energy. You feel a lot better. And uh, yeah, it all kind of comes together. I love it. I love it. It's, uh, It's important to know our why when it comes to this, like you mentioned before having that intention, starting small, getting support and help from someone who's been successful and expert in the field like yourself. Those are all major steps to get uh, get yourself in a better position physically, which obviously bleeds into the way your mindset is about sure. everything, business, everything. So uh, definitely, definitely check uh, livegreatlifestyle.com. Reach out to Luke. Uh, if you want more advice, Luke, where's the best place for people to get in contact with you besides your website? Um, 
I'm on Instagram. The podcast is Live Great Lifestyle, but everything exists on livegreatlifestyle.com. So I would head there. Um, I do have a free resource that kind of summarizes all of this in a little bit more digestible way called the Lean Body Method. Um, they can check that out. So um, for any busy entrepreneur, grab that. And uh, yeah, livegreatlifestyle.com, easiest place to connect. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Luke. I believe the greatest gift we can give is ourselves and our time. And you've done that here. And I appreciate you for joining me. Dude, it's been my honor, man. I, I love talking with a future dietitian, somebody who's joining the good fight. So uh, it's been great joining you, man. Yeah, man, it's huge. And it's great to have other people in the community, just same goal, same mission, just helping people live a healthier life, a better life, and a life of dreams that, that they never thought was possible. Heck yeah, man. Love that. All right. Thank you. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.